Hey, today we are talking about living your truth. Like really living it and believing in it. And so much that people notice that you're showing up different. And I talk about the challenge as a writer is knowing that you're being judged in this moment in time and knowing that you're continually evolving as you continue with your work and, you know, look at artists' albums. That's how they work. Here I am in this place in time, creating from this feeling, this moment, whatever. And then, you know, I'm Ariana Grande and I am experiencing this really bad breakup. And so this entire album is based on that, that pain, that experience. And then the next album, we're in pure bliss and we're well, we're doing a lot of crazy things, right? But that's like a different moment in time. And even if you're not creating out of your experience, you're still establishing that. And so it still makes waves in the universe. And it definitely makes waves in the communities you find yourself in. Because any time that you show up as something different, or you show up as something sure. And so the sure point being, I'm going to go live my dreams. I'm going to sort of decide the terms from here on out. I'm going to still be here in my normal community, but at some point that may have to change. And that's okay. And you just sort of stand in that truth and it raises eyebrows. And then eventually you probably transition to something that's a little more true or your community transitions with you. And all of these are beautiful things, but no matter what, when you decide that the terms are yours, You are drawing a line in the sand. You are showing up as a different person, even if you waver in that for a while. You'll get stronger in it. And we will be judged for who we were in that moment. And it's a beautiful thing. So long as we've shown us evolving over time and we've committed to that journey. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes I started at around the age of 30, recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting 
into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, Let's all go out and change the world, however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, welcome to the the, the Dream Podcast, where we meet every day to really figure out who we're meant to be in this world. And the wonderful thing about that is we really have no idea. (laughs) And the even more wonderful thing about that is we can get there. Together, we can find your purpose, your call, your whatever it is you're supposed to be out there in this world being, right? Even remove the doing eventually, because to be is to do. Once we're doing out of your being, everything gets easier. If that makes sense, it should. Why not? Should. Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our greatness. My great thing is, oh, this book, my good people. I love hate writing. I convinced myself that I wanted to be a writer. And I'll tell you um, (laughs) that that was sort of always the dream or the vision of the things that I would do in this world. And it is to write from a place of depth. Right, because you can write. Anyone can write. You can write words on a page. You can write a post. You can write something down. But I wanted to write from like the depths of my soul. I wanted to remember the pain and etch that into every single word of that beginning experience. And so to be writing that Um, there have been multiple versions of this book. I would say the first version, um, (laughs) like deep. And I started writing the first version early into that first year, started writing chapters. And the first version was deep, but sort of unknowing right? Very much writing from a lower, angrier place. And there was depth there that was important. And so now I get to go back and kind of review what I was feeling in real time. And the podcast helps with that too. (laughs) And then the second version was sort of a bounce in between both. We wanted depth, but we wanted to be super sciencey and smart and have and put out a book that would really help people. And this third version <laughs> of my 
of which is my favorite so far, sort of a beautiful melding of all those things, a teaching from a place where you don't even understand that you're teaching and learning because it's just stories. And my hope is that you'll just see and feel yourself in a similar story or some of the stories. I hope you don't, but you can kind of exchange roles and you can say, been there before. And if she experienced that, it's okay that I did too. And maybe there comes some form of relief and then release of the guilt that we feel when we're in our stories alone, (laughs) when we're standing in realities that we feel solitary. And that's where this third version is coming from. And I'm loving it so much more. The second version was still holding on to some anger of those things that I experienced and was still kind of calling out and speaking to those things. And when I read through it now, I think about how I don't want that to be someone's experience with my book. I don't want them to pull that out of my book. I want, I want them to learn, see themselves there, experience, you know, right from a place that they can actually feel themselves in, not from a place where they feel so called out and more miserable than when they started. This is about building. We don't use language that breaks. We use language that builds. We use stories that include. And yeah, some of the places that I was writing from early on were just still sort of anger and spite filled. And I'm happy to have sat with it long enough to have seen the importance of the involvement of that work. And too often we want to just like run with an idea because it's right here and we're scared that, that it'll go away, that, that the experience isn't going to be there, that this is short lived, that we aren't going to keep this memory, that we are going to lose this idea. We're going to lose inspiration. We're trying to grab onto something that just isn't ours. And, um, today my great thing is just allowing it to flow when it needs to and finding my voice as a writer. And I wish that I was like perfect at this and wonderful at this. And I also realize that I'm standing in a beautiful reality right now too, right? This reality of starting something new and so unknown and, and so unsure and, you know, etching this story as valid and important and standing here in real time and allowing it to go out and see what sort of ripple effect it has on the world. Living where I live, um, makes for just a a different experience in the world. And there weren't enough voices speaking to what I had experienced. One, um, this very, very athletic driven upbringing, which was awesome because it allowed me to channel passions in such a beautiful way. And then at the halt of all of that, losing who that person 
was and I created so much of who I was as an athlete instead of finding any other outlet. And, you know, how many of us are holding on to that? And so I wanted to speak from that place. And then I want to speak from my very middle-class Midwestern upbringing because I feel like there's so much that we're holding on to. There's so much pain that just really isn't necessary for our experience. And I want to speak to and bring light to that. I want people to know that it's okay. It's okay to have gotten it wrong. It's okay to need to start over. And I I really just didn't want to commit to the anger and hate that were in the two chapters before. And so I think it's okay. And it's beautiful. And there are no timelines. And now the stuff that's flowing just makes so much more beautiful sense with what I want to put out. And the chapters before um, in versions one and two, I think were just so could have been very hurtful to groups of people. And that is not the intent of my writing. And that is not the intent of any of my work. <laughs> although, whew, although I cannot wait, cannot wait to lock down. Yes, I know. I keep saying it. It's going to happen to lock down seasons one and two, and only let live content within the season that we're bringing live on um, and have those seasons unlock with book purchases. But you can imagine how crazy that is to air out so much of your life in front of people. And yet it's the coolest thing and I would never change any of it for the world. But if you just stumble in and don't know what it's about, then it could be very, very, very confusing. Um, I would say even if you're <laughs> just joining like a first episode today, it still might be confusing. But it is about the bigger body of work and the investment into what this is and into your ability to find yourself somewhere in this story, whether that's season one, season two, or season three, where are you? And what do you need from this work? And how can I speak that in the book into existence, right? How can I make that happen? So that's where I'm at. That's my great thing. Just continuing to let this evolve continuing to find what it's supposed to be and just know and let go, know and let go. That's sort of been my um, mantra with the writing. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time. Recognize yourself for your great thing. Holy smokes. We are writing a book. The book is has been written and rewritten. There are three versions of this book. I would say the first two are much shorter um, than this third version, but there have been continual reversions, reversions, revisions, um, 
additions, when we're trying to increase word count and expand on stories and explanations of things. And so just know that there are pieces of it that just couldn't live out in the world because there was still some hate behind those words, some spite behind those words. And every single version of this book that I craft up, I feel more and more proud of as I go on. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and recognize yourself for your great thing. It's going to be amazing. We are going to do amazing things. We already are. We already have. We don't really even have to imagine more if we don't want to. Just you being here is enough. And now that we let that go, the expectation of it needing to be something bigger than it is right now, imagine what we could do from here. Imagine the expectations we could drop out, drop the bottom out from. Imagine where we could go. Okay, so (laughs) today... You know, I find it very, very interesting to live life this way. I think it's really interesting. I also think that uh, you probably have some sort of call or some sort of knowing um, going into anything that looks like this. So if you're a writer, if you're a creative where you're really living your heart and soul out for the world to sort of subjectively take in and ring you out on a line. It's very much a decision, right? That is the kind of life I could live. I I want to go experience that, or I don't want to experience some of those things, but some of them I do. And you know, the more that I read from people on that work, the more that I tap into this understanding that you're being judged in one single place of time. And I think that complicated the book a lot for me because it was hard to release the idea of judgment writing from the place that I was sitting in when I first started and there was so much hate and there was so much spite and jealousy and anger that went into that season one and madness and manic and spinning and craziness. And so when I write from that place, I really wanted to remove those stories and those feelings because I know that those don't hold truth anymore, those things that I was holding on to, I know that those were not real things as much as I wanted to assign them to me as real things that were holding me back or real things that were concerning. They just weren't. Everything that I self-selected and assigned as a struggle was just that. I assigned it. I said it was, and so it was. And So going back and writing and even having the podcast allows someone to come in, swoop in, say, oh, oh no, I do or don't like that. That did or didn't hit right. Bye. You're an idiot. Bye. 
your loser bye <laughs> and books are the same way right you're an artist you're growing you're evolving you you quickly probably as soon as you put that work out you're already outgrown of that moment and even if you're not an artist or creative in that way how true is that to all of our experiences and i think about this a lot as i think about how we build our own communities, how we build people around us, right? They always tell you to keep people who knew you from early on. And why? Well, they know the truth. They know your true being. True before everything hit. True before you had everything. True when you had nothing. True when you were just a a child. They know that truth better than anyone. And so you are supposed to keep those people around you in some sense. You are supposed to keep those people near you if they can help because they're the truth when you get lost. They're the ones who can call you back because they actually know. Everybody else that sees you from here is seeing a newly created identity based on what you're experiencing in that moment. And so it's hard to not lose track of who that person used to be. Because you're continuing to grow and evolve and it's beautiful and you're adding all of these amazing layers to this this whole human experience. And we want that and we know that these are good things. And then, if you would say something or you would stand firm on something. You put it out there that this is who you are and people are allowed to make a decision as to whether or not you are important to them and their experience and what they need and want and know. And we're scared of that, right? And so we want to cower back. And so much of my writing process has been that. Like, nope, cower back. Ugh, you can't sit. You can't write like that. You can't say things like that. People, oh, that's not going to hit well. That's not going to hit right. And it's this understanding, right? As an author, as a, oh, wow. I just said that really confidently. Okay, go girl. As an author, as a writer, as a creative, as a podcaster, you are etching your experience in time. This is who I am today. And so you can go back and you can look at the dates and you could look at work that I'm doing three weeks from now. And it could be a completely different standpoint. We could have changed our minds. And isn't that so scary? Yikes. How dare we as humans evolve and change and grow over time? How dare us? And yet, that's what we're doing. And some people are bold enough to stand confidently even when shaking, even when scared. They will say the things that need to be said. They will speak truth to their experience, to what they're feeling, in order to help Other people process, understand, and work through what it is that they're feeling. Sometimes we need people like that. And some of you want to be those people. But we're scared, right? 
We're going, yikes. Ugh. Sounds like judgment. Sounds like someone seeing me vulnerable, standing in this place in front of them and getting to decide if I'm right or wrong. If I could do this or if I couldn't. Yikes. That doesn't sound safe. That doesn't sound like an experience I want to go through. It sounds like danger. And so, even though I know, I'm just going to run. Yikes. And we know. We know that we want to stand boldly for things. We know that even in this time, as unsure and shaky as the ground we're on, we still have to make decisions. We still have to stand somewhere. And even if that decision is just that you trust other people's decisions as their best decision, and you trust your own, then that's a decision too. And we all have that ability, that ability to see people where they're at, your ability to be where you're at and not expect more from yourself or less. Kind of just expect what you want from other people and know that it's okay for people to decide. And it is important. It's so very important. Because we don't, we don't want to fit in spaces where we have to mold and change who we are. Where our experience is not good enough. Where we are not capable. Where people don't want what we have to offer. And I can say very specifically as someone who molded dangerously in order to fit, who completely lost track of herself, her knowing, her being, her excitement and passion for life, her truth. It isn't, it isn't worth sitting in those rooms. I've had more money than I could need. And there's not a dollar I would take to be back in those rooms where I had to settle myself to fit. Where I had to look like something other than I was. I remember I would always be like, ah. I feel like I just get really excited for stuff and nobody cares. About anything. Nobody's excited about anything. I don't know that I want to be in a place where nobody's excited about anything. I don't know that that really fits who I am and what I want to do in this earth. I want to be in places where people are excited. I want to be in places where new things are happening, where people are growing and evolving and 
growing and evolving things and they're bringing new beautiful things into the world that's who i want to be surrounded by i want to be i want to be that high person i want to be in environments that require excitement and fire and passion and beauty and boldness that's where i want to be i don't want to be in these stingy dark gray rooms where people just make money hungry decisions and don't think about other people. Just blindly make decisions based on the bottom line. I want to be in rooms that innovate. I want to be in rooms that excite and move and change worlds. And it was rather unfortunate that I couldn't find a fit where I was, or it was the greatest thing that ever happened. And my specific needs are different from yours, but I needed to be able to explore things. I needed to be able to hold on to things that were exciting and that other people were excited for. I needed to be a part of something And I don't know what the rest of it looks like from here. But I can tell she's there. And she's walking into rooms, not being asked to show up different. She's walking into rooms and seeing her worth. And people are speaking to her value. And the things that she could do in these rooms. And I don't know, you know, this, this willingness to be judged in real time, this willingness to put that out there, no matter what you decide to do in your being, you are deciding. You are deciding something different from the majority. And so no matter what you do, you are likely going to be judged for how you're showing up now if it looks different from how you showed up back then. And I want to prepare you for that because it's coming and it's wonderful. And the moment that someone questions and they're like, hey, uh, you look a little bit different. You sound different. You're going to go, oh, yikes. I am am changing, aren't I? I don't know if Joe and Mary Lou are going to feel comfortable with that anymore. What's Kim going to do? Oh, no. What is the office cooler going to do if I change and I don't show up and gossip every day? Yikes. Well, they're probably going to say that. You're different. You've changed. And no matter what you decide to do from there, planting yourself and showing up as something different is drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm here, this is what I look like. And every step after that steps more into your being than before. And so whether or not you produce an entire 600 some episodes on your journey back to yourself, 
whether or not you do that, whether or not you write a book on your experience, whether or not you write songs about your experience, whether or not you create art from your experience, you are deciding something different. You're deciding that you're in control of your life, that you want to make the decisions from here. And that decision is going to look different from most people's. Most people are just settling for the impossibility of it all. Are just settling for the status quo. For what everybody else is accepting, which is this reality staring them directly in the face, this reality that they are actively creating, this reality of mostly misery. And we don't have to settle for that. We don't have to sit here and act like life's just happened to you and you've been made this grand assignment. You are actually in control. You can decide what the terms are. It doesn't have to be the way that it's all just happening, even though we talk about finding flow. The reason that you're finding flow into the miserable is because that's what you've committed to. And so the second that we decide that we're going to show up and start deciding, that doesn't mean that everything is going to go right. Trust me. Manifestation and the creation, the terms, everything, living your life, it just takes time. It takes time to get the vibration right. It takes time to make, to allow things to flow freely. It really does. And more than anything, it takes time to decide that you are actually committed to this. And you're going to bounce back and forth the whole time because people are going to question it, because people are going to act like you've gone crazy and you're some sort of weirdo and yikes, you've really changed. And then on the other side of that, everybody will understand because you will have outlasted those questions. You would have been unrelenting in your pursuit of this higher being, of your pursuit of a life on your terms. You've decided you're going to go after it. And even though you bounce back and forth for a while, eventually you got to the unrelenting pursuit and you just kept going. And people can understand that if you're willing to stand in consistency in those sort of in and out years or days, or months, whatever that breakdown looks like for you. But no matter what, you are deciding to live life on your terms, and therefore you're putting it out there as something different. You're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at the death of a dream also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this 
given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.